If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake, because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Accept no substitute. Hello and welcome to a special All Prince edition of the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield and I'm the co-director of charts at Billboard and joining me is Billboard.com Senior Editor Katie Atkinson. Hello Keith. How are you? You know, it's been a week. It's been it's, it's been something. It's been a heck of a week. Yeah. It's been a, a very... Um, Purple hued week. Just last week on the podcast, we were speaking about Prince in a, uh, a chart stat of the week. Yes, and having a little fun, you know, quiz Katie game about Prince. Mm-hmm. And then days later, yeah. Um, well, uh, at if uh, clearly you're a pop fan because you're listening to the show, um, and you have probably heard by now that uh, Prince died on April 21st. Um, out of the blue. Or, out of the blue. Or out of the purple. Yes. I like that. Prince might find that amusing. Yes. I think <laughs> Let's hope. He would. Let's hope. Um, so we're I'm actually going to record two different Pop Shop podcasts this week. One that's just focused on uh, Prince, um, and then another show which will feature our regular roundup of the week's big pop news, chart stats, and a guest interview. We felt like he deserved his own his own little podcast. Yeah, we, we knew that we wanted to do that, and um, we... Uh, we we it's just it's only right yes um so uh we'll jump into that in just a second we're going to give you the normal preamble um so before we get started if you enjoy the show subscribe to us on itunes so you won't miss an episode and give us a rating or view while you're at it if you have any questions for us uh feel free to tweet us at keith underscore caulfield or kt atkinson and if you want to explore more podcasts from billboard visit itunes.com slash billboard podcast um so we should probably explain what we know about the passing of Prince, and I'm going to hand this off to our actual uh, news person, <laughs> Katie Atkinson. Yes, so he um, he was found dead on Thursday in uh, Paisley Park, which is his studio and estate, etc., in Minnesota. And, um, you know, we really don't have answers about why yet. Yeah. Um, there was an autopsy performed on Friday. And uh, the medical examiner said that it'll be weeks before we have any sort of explanation. Um, and he was 57. He was 57 years old. And just a week prior, there had been a report on TMZ that his plane had to make an emergency landing um, due to some sort of medical situation. There have been a lot of rumors and reports flying around about what exactly happened that right. day, the week prior to his death. Um, it was reported that he, I guess, had a, had the flu and had to go to the hospital. Is what his happened. rep says that the the flu is is behind it. Uh, mm. Of course, there's like a million other reports. All my friends I was speaking to this weekend all had heard, you know, fifteen really, different reasons really why he things, died, and yeah. we and we don't know yet. So, um, you know, stay tuned to Billboard.com for the actual details because we're not going to report anything until we know what's up. And it could take days or weeks. They said weeks. Yeah. yeah the the um, medical examiner is obviously being super cautious and it's still an ongoing investigation. Um, there was a press conference on Friday as well where they said they have no reason to suspect suicide and that there was no foul play or trauma involved. So um, it's just, you know, wait and see now. Yeah. I, I think the... Um 
I, 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 it's just, I was just, it was just so dumbfounding when we saw that it happened Mm -hmm. because, um, I think partially it's because we don't know a lot about Prince's sort of personal life or we don't know a lot about like, unlike some other artists where they're very public, Mm -hmm. Prince is not a very public figure. And he's been actively Yes, he was on stage like a week before. He was on stage the day before the medical uh, situation. And uh, and then like a day after, he yeah. showed up at, a, at like a dance party just to be like, yo, what's up? Yeah. I'm, I'm here. Yeah. So, you know, there Peace was out. no reason to think that the medical situation was any more serious than just like a one-time thing. Um, and, you know, unlike, unlike someone like um, uh, David Bowie, who had not been in the public eye for a number of years and had um, had uh, well-documented health issues in the past, you know, on stage, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was uh, sort of the assumed that, you know, he uh, might have some issues. Again, still, it was shocking because we had no idea that he actually had cancer. Yep. Um, so for Prince, it it was, it's similar, but different. And, and it's, it's a, it's just... 57 it's, is too young. Too and young. I mean, it, any, I mean, whatever age it is, I it's know. going to be, but you know, it, it's just, yeah. The fact that he was still so active is the thing that's like, it's like, we didn't, we weren't done with Prince yet. We yeah. needed more Prince. He was still like performing at his peak. His concerts were still like just, you know, huge events. Still releasing like music left and right. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like he had like retired or fallen mm-hmm. off the radar. So yeah. And, and I think all of that, that that kind of shock and and stun that Katie and I are feeling is also being felt by everyone else as we see actually um, in the media and on our charts mm-hmm. this week and the the new charts that we published um, uh, well today if you're if you're listening to this on Monday the twenty fifth of April our charts ha- actually haven't refreshed to our website yet if you're listening to it on Tuesday they'll be there but we've already reported that Prince. Uh, actually re-enters the Billboard 200 Albums chart at numbers one and two um, with The Very Best of Prince and Purple Rain. And he is also um, he also has a, a third album in the top ten uh, at number six with The Hits and The B-Sides, his uh, first greatest hits package that he put out back in the early 1990s. Um, and what's incredible about this is that the, the Billboard 200 chart only it's reflecting data that we tracked for the week ending April 21st, which is the day that he died. So midnight Thursday, yeah. which is, yeah, the day he, the way he's found, the day he was found dead. And he was found or the, he was found dead around like, you know, or he was announced dead at like 10 ish in mm-hmm. the morning, I believe Pacific or am I might have been Eastern time, but we, the news started getting out around 10 AM Pacific time. So there were like, a little more than 12 hours in the day. And in that short span of time, uh, the very best of Prince sold 100,000 copies <laughs> just basically in that one day. Wow. Um, Purple Rain sold 63,000. And because of those strong sales, that's why they end up at numbers one and two on the Billboard 200. That is his fifth number one album he hasn't had a number one album since 3121 back in 2006 um the hits and the b-sides uh is at number six as i said earlier it sold 24,000 copies um their overall unit figure actually was higher 
Um, and again, the Billboard 200 is based on equivalent album unit totals, where we combine uh, streams, track sales, and traditional album sales uh, together to get a, a overall unit total. What's also interesting is that Prince has effectively made it um, kind of difficult to experience his music outside of a traditional purchase. Yeah. Um, because he was very famous for not allowing most of his music to be on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, And the only place you can stream his music is on Tidal. Tidal has a relatively small footprint in terms of streaming. It's not comparable to Spotify or Apple Music. So his streaming figures are really small. And so therefore, most of his, you know, power on the chart is from album sales. Mm -hmm. Um, And in total, for the week ending April 21st, he sold 256,000 copies of all of his albums. Wow. Which is a gain of 5,298% compared to just 5,000 in total the previous week. Wow. That's, again, less than just one day. Just 12 hours, and so next week we'll is, see Next also. week will be huge. Yeah. Um, we're going to see the we're, next week's chart will have the full impact of the, the week after Prince's passing. I suspect that he'll have a lot of chart action as well. Yeah. Over on the Hot 100, briefly... I'll say that he has a couple songs on the Hot 100 this week back on the charts for the first time in a very long time. Um, uh, when Doves Cry re-enters the top 20 uh, at number 20, I believe. And uh, Little Red Corvette and 1999 are also back on the chart as well. Gary Trust has a story up on Billboard.com. Go read that and check it out. There's so many things that we're not saying because there's so many things to say. To say. Um, have you seen the Romeo and Juliet uh, Baz Luhrmann movie? From, yeah, with the the yeah um, when uh, the children's choir sings when doves cry yeah, in uh, the church. I forget his name. Um, it's but it's beautiful. I remember oh. I remember seeing it on the big screen. I saw it when I was in college at USC, and we saw uh, Romeo and Juliet in a film class. It was a, we saw it for the first time before anyone in the public really? saw it. Really? Yeah. Every God, week. God, that movie's good. And um, it was just we had the most amazing sound system, and all of a sudden, mm. it's like. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, it's so freaking awesome. Yes. And I, I own both the uh, Romeo and Juliet soundtrack and its sequel, and I believe that version of the song is on the sequel because I think there was probably some reason, like maybe Prince didn't give, you know, mm. whatever. Anyway, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, like, I can't hear When Doves Cry without thinking of that yeah. scene in that movie. Um, You know, as I got waylaid there on the charts for a second mm-hmm. – um, as I consult my script, full full disclosure, <laughs> I'm like, where am I going next, Katie? I think we're going to talk about Purple Rain. We're talk- <laughs> we're talking about- you saw Purple Rain, at least glimpses of Purple Rain yeah, for the very first well, time this weekend. Yeah, they were playing it, you know, first of all, the day that Prince died, MTV uh, started airing a bunch of Prince videos, interviews, um, Purple Rain. And then the next day, Friday, when I was at home, they played Purple Rain on VH1. With, like, little interspersed with uh, Sway, who's now a VH1 correspondent, talking about Prince and, and all the updates and everything. And uh, so I watched only, like, 45 minutes of it. on, um, But I had never seen it before, which is some... I don't know how I managed Somehow that. you escaped Purple Rain all these years. It was Prince's first film. Um, he starred in it as the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, very dramatic. Very uh, dramatic. Lots of family drama. Um, I liked how Apollonia, like, went out... Wearing like a negligee and a trench coat. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, as her street clothes. Yes. <laughs> well, when you sing a song called "Sex Shooter" in the film, <laughs> anything is possible. Oh yes. Um, yeah. Purple Rain. Uh, you know, as we spoke about, Purple Rain is number two on the Billboard 200, and you know, it's one of his. I mean, with with so much music. That's the signature, man. Yeah. That's and uh, that's been my my trigger song 
like I've cried three times just hearing well I cried when I saw the scene in the movie where they play Purple Rain and then I watched that fantastic NFL film that they made for Super Bowl 50. Oh, yeah. Where uh, they were recapping Prince's performance, which that day happened to be a rainy day. And uh, they were all stressed out about it. All the people behind the Super Bowl halftime show were, what are we going to do? Prince is playing an electric guitar. He's got this slippery tile stage, yeah. dancers in eight-inch heels. Like, what are we going to do? He, they call it Prince. Like, you know, man, it's it's going to rain. Like, what are we going to do? And he's like, can you make it rain harder? Was his response to that. As Prince would say. (sighs) Like using nature as a special effect. Right. And then, uh, you know, he closed his set out with Purple Rain with that flowing sheet, you know, making his silhouette. Silhouette. uh, With his glyph uh, guitar. Uh, Oh, just everybody watch that. Look up that NFL. It's like an eight minute film on YouTube right now. Um, Speaking of Purple Rain, uh, Purple Rain, this is actually its 100th week on the Billboard 200 chart. Wow. When it comes, because it, it I, I'm not even sure if it was on the chart last week, but it actually, it's number two this week. It's 100th week on the chart. Wow. Um, of course, the album spent 24 weeks at number one, consecutive weeks at number one back in 1984, 1985. Um, he has now a total of uh, eight albums on the Billboard 200 this week, um, including one of his most recent albums, Hit and Run Phase One, um, which features A Thousand X's and O's, which is a really cool song. Mm-hmm. Um, he was making great music. Up until, you know, the end, for Pete's sakes. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't even know. I, I, this is not the, the show for telling you where to start in terms of, like, what Prince album you should listen to. Um, but I will briefly say <laughs> that some of my favorite Prince albums are, of course, Purple Rain. I think Sign of the Times is a masterpiece. Um, it's so beautiful. It's a double album. It's amazing. Um, the Gold Experience is a great album from the 90s. Um, that uh, came when he was like churning out an album like every eight months trying to get out of his contract with the Warner Brothers. Um, but even still, a lot of people were looking at some of his recent albums like the Hit and Run album um, as kind of, you know, wow, this is this is about as good as like the Gold Experience. He still got it. You know? Um, so uh, over the weekend, a lot of uh, publications and websites have been tributing prints um, by digging through their archives and finding old stuff. I watched post. a fantastic MTV interview. It was referred to as his first like on-camera interview, which that doesn't seem right. Like what year was but it? But it was like it was pre I think it was in the 80s. Okay. So I don't know if like anyway, it was probably like his first on-camera interview like w- after he was like prince. Right. You know what I mean? He was already like megastar. And so he asked that uh questions be submitted to his camp ahead of time and he asked that his manager at the time ask the questions, not like an MTV news reporter. And then a, a sea of like extras surrounded him well like he he was just sitting among all these like young people while he answered these questions he'd already heard from his manager <laughs> and also on youtube check that out oh it's my god fascinating and mtv also posted the fantastic yeah. uh, get off 1991 vmas performance yeah he closed the show in 1991 with get off um and man that performance Ugh. it's like eight minutes long He's wearing like a a yellow bolero jacket, yes, high waisted pants in like kind of a yellow lace, yeah, 
And then when he turns around, you, you see his butt through like, illusion netting. Illusion netting. Thank you. I was like, what is the proper term for that? I taught our writer who wrote about it that like, term as well. Is it called like peekaboo? Is it see through? I mean, yes. Um, but like the the stage is just full of like you know forty dancers that are effectively naked and like it's just a big orgy performance. You know, they're all just getting off. It's great. Caligula, Greek columns, fire. You know, lots of fire. Lots of fire. Just boy, that must have cost an arm and a leg. Um, <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. Um, so that was amazing. Um, you know, I think, I don't even, I'm not even sure if the Recording Academy posted their performance with Prince and Beyonce on the Grammy Awards, but everyone's been watching that mm. over the past few days. Um, we posted the RBBMA's performance as well. That's true. Yeah. Um, he closed the 2013 Billboard Music Awards when he received the Icon Award. He sang Let's Go Crazy, as well as another song which falls out of my brain. Um, and I was backstage. I was behind the stage. Oh, man. At the MGM because we were doing a live stream that year. Oh, man. And we're all like, is Prince going to come back? Is he going to come talk to us? Um, all of us are just like, uh-uh. There he is. No- Prince is going to, like, float off. Yes. And we're never going <laughs> to. we never saw him again. There'll be, like, a puff of, like, smoke. <laughs> and we'll never see him. And truly, we didn't see him. He just vaporized off the stage. Um also, in terms of, of sort of tributes, a lot of artists are doing tributes. Mm. Um, uh, Coachella's second weekend was this weekend. Oh, yeah. And uh, almost every artist came out with some sort of Prince tribute. Actually, the one who didn't was Guns N' Roses. I'm not sure if you saw. Axel came on stage and he said, we love Prince. Like, we're obsessed with Prince. They they um, dedicated their next song to Prince. But they're like, we couldn't learn a song in time enough to, like, do it justice. So we're oh, not even going to mess with it. That's cool. Yeah. But I a mean, lot of people played uh, played uh, songs of Pearl, his. I mean, Pearl Jam did sort of the same thing. Eddie Vedder said something great about Prince. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they actually performed a Prince song. Oh, and then uh, New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Fest was also this weekend. And day one actually had, so it was Friday, the day after he died, Janelle Monet, who's somebody who's worked with who's Prince. Who's a huge Prince. Had a song yeah. written for her by Prince. Uh, and she, I think she she and Erica Badu, I think, actually introduced Prince on the 2013 Billboard Awards that year. Oh, there you go. And also they had a big moment at the BET Awards tribute to Prince where mm. Janelle performed. And then Sharon Jones, who also, she op- she, uh, she and the Dap Kings opened for Prince during his like Madison Square Garden shows a few years ago. And um, she had worked with him multiple times. And so these women who had this like close personal relationship happened to be performing <clears> the <throat> next day on this huge stage. Both of them spoke at length about Prince, both of them performed either songs he had written for them or his songs, and um, our writer who was there also got to interview both of them to get just oh, more wow. in depth, you know, words about wow. Prince. Um, a, a tribute that I saw on Saturday night um, in a in a fragile emotional state. It, well, I was watching a clip of it's a, it's a dumb segue. I was watching a clip of. I think his name is Jack Higgins, and he was auditioning for Britain's Got Talent. Okay. It was that little the little boy who's like a ballet dancer. Oh yes, it's like very Billy Elliot. Yes, and he, you know, he's like from Liverpool, and he's like I don't know twelve or something. Hmm. And and you know, at the end of it, uh, Simon Cowell, who's one of the judges, asks him, you know, were you encouraged as a little boy? Like how long have you been doing this? Like oh nine years or something like mm-hmm. that. He says, were you encouraged? He's like, oh yes. And then he says, you know, when I, you know, I've always, you know, people have called me names and, and bullied me and, you know, said that I danced like a girl and, and I was gay. And, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm, of course, blubbering at this because mm-hmm. it's beautiful and mm-hmm. it's a moment. And they, 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 they give him a pass onto the show. And then I'm on Facebook and my mom posts something from my childhood. And I'm like, ah! it's not me, but it's like something from like my grandma's house. I'm like, ah! and then I stumble onto this Bruce Springsteen tribute. Mm. 
of Prince and Springsteen opens his show in Brooklyn the other night and they're all wearing purple Mm -hmm. and they're in purple light and they open with purple rain and it's just amazing. I watched it twice in a row and I'm like crying, like actually blubbering crying and I don't do that. And I'm just like, oh, my God, why is this happening? Mm. And I've since watched it two more times. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's just great. And I mean, I know there's tons of tributes out there. Um, That's but, a good one to start but with, But it's though. a good one to start with because, man, when you hear Springsteen say words, you just feel them a little bit more. Yep. I don't know. Um, well, uh, we actually need to, unfortunately, get wrapped up here. Um because we could talk all day about We Prince, could talk all day, clearly. frankly, and we need to actually sort of like rein this in. Um, <laughs> Purple rain it in. Uh, Katie, do you have any parting words? Just, you know, I feel like the the beautiful thing about when these things happen is how everyone either rediscovers all the classic music or discovers it for the first time. And it's a very universal moment, like where we're all listening to his music and celebrating through his music right now. And I think you can really appreciate that even in the sadness of of the reality of what happened. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say much more than that because I've talked endlessly about Mm -hmm. this. Um, Just uh, Prince would probably want you to go listen to some gosh darn music. Mm Mm-hmm. Dance. I think he'd want you to dance. Dance, uh, sex, romance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Just tell someone you love them. Mm-hmm. You know, listen to some good music. Listen to some music that's not even his. Just he loved. He was a big fan of music, not mm-hmm. just his own, as we see from every artist from every genre who says they loved him. From mm-hmm. dance to pop to R and B to gospel to Blake hip-hop. Shelton. Blake Shelton. Yep. For Pete's sakes. So um, we're gonna go out on a song that we almost went on out went out with last week, mm-hmm. which is uh, one of my favorite songs. It's uh, You Got the Look, which happens to be from the Sign of the Times album. So uh, we will see you again soon. Bye. Bye.